Sunday, August the 21st. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. The theme of our summer talks this morning is what is in your hand? Asking ourselves, are we using the gifts that God has given us? And today we're thinking about our voice. Proverbs 31 verse 8 and 9 says, Speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. Protect the rights of those who are helpless. Speak for them and be a righteous judge. Protect the rights of the poor and needy. Have you ever had a moment when something upset you and you just didn't know what to do or say? I was in Trafalgar Square one New Year's Eve. It was so exciting. I had recently arrived in London to do my nursing training. There was an exuberant crowd celebrating as they waited for the chimes of Big Ben at midnight. Lots of singing and dancing. This was a new experience for me. I was a girl up from the country. Everyone was having fun. I was having fun. When suddenly a group of four or five thugs raced across right in front of me, shouting, there's one. I was confused and I didn't understand. Then they started punching and kicking a young man right in front of me. He fell to the ground. And the men ran off shouting, there's another. Stunned, I didn't know what to do. I was too traumatized to move, paralyzed by fear and shock. Then I saw a policeman. Please help, help, look, look. He just said, oh, they're only bashers. He was unconcerned. I sat on the ground and I cried. I hadn't spoken to the young man, so he didn't know that I was concerned for him or that I cared. And he'd gone off alone. That really was an awful experience for me. Never again, I vowed, never must I be so shocked, scared, that I might just stand helpless and do nothing to help someone. Have you ever had an experience like that? This did help me a year or two later, when a teenage boy came up to me on a bus asking for help. Again, I was in London. He was afraid to get off the bus because some boys were pointing at him, watching him, and calling him names. I wasn't going to let the same thing happen again. I was going to stand up for him no matter what happened. I knew what to do this time, so I got off the bus with the boy, and I walked with him to his home, and he was safe. Sometimes, sometimes we don't speak up when we should. Sometimes we don't act when we should. 
Why do we do that? What are the reasons that we don't speak up? Perhaps we're shy or nervous. Or we don't think that we are good enough. Or are we afraid of feeling foolish? I'm proud to be part of this family of Burlington. In so many ways we are speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Fighting for the rights of those who are destitute. Speaking up and judging fairly to defend the rights of the poor and needy. But how do we speak up when God is challenging us and asks us to do something? Some may say, what can I do? The answer is everything. Prayer is action. In this church family, we have people who work with youngsters who are disadvantaged, with single mums, mothers who have lost their children, women who have been abused, homeless people, people caught up in addiction. We have among us judges and lawyers, caring professionals, people supporting the blind, others supporting people with mental health concerns or learning disabilities. There are those among us helping disadvantaged people in other countries, people persecuted for their faith, supporting those in poverty here and abroad, people in countries torn apart by war. And this is only a small part of what you are doing. When you stop to think about it, this family is amazing. You, you are amazing. We speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, protect the rights of those who are helpless, poor and needy. But can we all play a part? Most definitely, yes. Does that actually mean every one of us? Yes. But how? We can't all be activists, can we? Some will take a very active role, perhaps more so when we are young. Many of us will give to charities or volunteer where we are able. I was very proud of Rachel Hines, and I've lost her now, but she's here somewhere. Very proud of Rachel Hines. She was given an award for 15 years of volunteering at the hospice. That is awesome, Rachel. Well done. We have to let the Holy Spirit prompt us to give and to speak for those people or places that he has put on our hearts, where he leads us. My passion won't be the same as yours, nor will your interest be the same as the person next to you. For example, take Chris and myself. My love is for the people of the Amazon. Chris's heart is for India. So we would set off to different ends of the earth. Different passions, but led by God. Now we pray for them and support them as we can. As a church family, together 
we are able to reach a huge number of people in need and support many good good causes, adding our voices to speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves, to protect the rights of those who are helpless, the poor and the needy. It says in 1 Timothy 2, The first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray every way you know how for everyone that you know. Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well so we can go quietly about our business living simply in humble contemplation. This is the way our Saviour God wants us to live. He wants everyone to be saved. As well as finding the right ways to use our voice in protest and in sharing God's love, we must pray. Pray without ceasing. Again we read in Hebrews 13, Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them those who are being tortured, as though you yourselves were being tortured. By using our voice to pray, we are doing God's will. We call this type of prayer intercession, praying for those things and people that we feel passionate about. The Lord says in Jeremiah 33, Call to me, And I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. When it comes to praying like this, I feel very small and inadequate. However, we have a promise that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. If we do not know what to pray for as we ought, the Spirit himself intercedes for us, with groanings too deep for words. We are never too old or too young to pray. He loves to hear our prayers and he promises that he will bless those who bless others. But he does warn that when we pray, we must not use empty words or pray to impress other people with long sentences and fancy words. For example, the Lord's Prayer. It is so familiar that it is easy to say the words without thinking about what they mean. So the words become empty words. Do we really mean what we pray? Do we pray from our heart? Do we plead with God that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven? To pray in Jesus' name is to pray in accordance with his will. However, this does not mean that we can just ask for anything that we want. And by adding the words in Jesus' name, we can expect to get it. No, that's not what is meant. What does it mean? It means that we can pray for things that we know God wants us to have. For example, a deeper understanding of the love of God. We can pray 
that our love for others will increase and be pure. We can pray for anything that he commanded us to, such as to forgive others, to help our neighbor, and to stop judging others. So if we pray for our heart for the needy, the poor and the sick, these are things that we know we can pray in his name. We use our voices to keep praying and never give up. And we are also told, go tell people about our faith and our belief in Jesus. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that he commanded us. It is often easier than we think. Most of us have stories to tell. Most people wonder what life is really all about. So they will engage with us and talk to us about our faith. It may take a little courage, but it does become easier every time we find our voice and speak up. I have yet to meet anyone who did not want me to pray with them or anyone who is not willing to listen to stories about what God has done in my life. Finally, there is a saying. If you have nothing good to say, then say nothing. Words can be used to build people up or knock them down. We can bring joy or discouragement. We can talk negatively or positively. So let's be careful how we use our words. Let us use them only to glorify God. So to sum up, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. Speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. Protect the rights of all who are helpless. Speak for them and be a righteous judge. Protect the rights of the poor and needy. We have been given a gift, our voices. God leads us to use our voice to stand up for others and to pray in his name for those that he puts on our hearts. We are expected to pray all the time for everyone. So now, let's pray with each other. Please pray with the person or the people next to you. What is on your heart? What do you want to speak up for? Are you concerned about something that's happening in the world, in our land, in our town? Is it a neighbor who you feel concerned for? Has God given you a special love for someone? Perhaps it's someone closer still, someone in your own family or workplace. Let us pray together.
Should we bring our prayers to a close now? Father God, we ask you to bless all those that we have prayed for just now. Thank you, Lord. Amen.